Chapter 14 of Wired Love by Ella Cheva Thayer Quimby accepts the situation. When Quimby rushed into the street, it was with some wild and indefinite intention of flying to the ends of the earth, but recalled to his senses by the stares of the passers-by, he concluded he had better first return and get his hat. When he reached his own room, where Clem was thoughtfully pacing the floor, he flung himself face downwards upon the bed, groaning and kicking his feet spasmodically. "'What is the matter?' Clem inquired. "'I've done it now! I've done it now!' was all the answer Quimby gave him. "'Has she rejected you?' asked Clem, his mind going back to their morning's conversation. "'No! No! She has accepted me!' wailed Quimby with a prodigious kick. What? shouted Clem, stopping short in his promenade. She has! Oh, she has! moaned the wretched victim of mistakes. Oh, I'm engaged! Oh, heavens! Engaged! Do you mean to tell me that Miss Rogers has accepted you? inquired Clem harshly. This name completely unmanned poor Quimby, and he began to cry like a schoolboy. Miss Rogers? No, never, never. But she, Celeste. Celeste, echoed Clem. Celeste? Yes, I, oh, I made a mistake, you know, explained Quimby, wiping his eyes on the bedspread. An irresistible smile, but quickly suppressed, curved Clem's lips as he asked. But how could you possibly make such a mistake as that? Come cheer up, my boy, tell me and let me help you out. Quimby looked at him mournfully. It was dark, he answered dejectedly. He sat in the chair, the lost Natty, I mean. It was she, and she spoke to me. Why did I not seize the chance then? But now I left her to, to rehearse a little first. And when I returned, oh, it was still dark. Oh, I did not know a transformation had been effected. I burst forth in eloquence. Hello, it was Celeste, you know. I fled. She followed, caught me and hugged me in the hall. My father saw Ron marry her. And I, there was no escape, you know. But my dear fellow, remonstrated Clem, you can explain the mistake. You are not obliged to marry Celeste because you accidentally proposed to her. Quimby shook his head hopelessly. She would sue me for breach of promise, you know, and take all, all of my little property, and her terrific father. I don't know what he would not do to me. Only one thing could make me brave all. If Miss Rogers, that he would say it might have been. Had not this fearful mistake occurred, I would face even old fishplate and break all bonds. Dear old fellow, I'm afraid she... Natty would have rejected you in any case. She is... Flirt, said Clem somewhat savagely. She leads people on for the sake of dropping them when it suits her convenience. I, I know, really. I, I cannot think that. Even though she had rejected me, I could not think that, said Quimby loyally. Then with sudden decision, I will settle it now. If I had not put it off before as I did, I might not have blundered into this awful fix, you know. I hear them in Sin's room now. Sin and Natty, come with me. I, I will have witnesses. 
and no mistakes this time, you know. What are you going to do? asked Clem, following his excited friend rather reluctantly. I'm going to find out if she, Natty, likes me, you know. If she does, I will brave Celeste, her fierce father, the law, if not. Why, then I must be a martyr anyway, you know, and I don't care how big a one I am. So saying, Quimby went across to Sin's room. Clem, not exactly liking the position thrust upon him, but unwilling to refuse, accompanying him. Meanwhile, Natty had pounced upon Sin the moment she returned, exclaiming, Oh, Sin, such a dreadful thing has happened. What? How? When? asked Sin, while from the effects of the melodrama she had just been witnessing, visions of Clem, the dozen bullets in his head, danced before her eyes. Quimby! Poor Quimby! I've ruined him! was Natty's remorseful and unintelligible answer. Well, my dear, if you could possibly be a trifle lucid, perhaps I could understand the plot of the piece, said Sin, decidedly relieved of her first surmise. Upon which Natty, half laughing and half crying, explained. But the ludicrous side was too much for Sin, and she could only laugh. What a farce it would make, she said as soon as she could speak. Sin, Natty said reproachfully, Think how dreadful it is for Quimby, and for me, the unmeaning instrument of it all. Nonsense, my dear, said Sin, more seriously, and bringing her philosophy to bear on the subject. It was not your fault. She was determined to have him in any case. Had it been you, as he supposed, you would of course have declined the proffered honour, and she would have caught him in the rebound. If he has spirit enough, he can get out of marrying her in some way. If not, she will make him a good wife enough. Men, you know, she says, prefer to marry women who don't know too much. So it is all right. And with this, Natty was fain to be content, but she felt great pity for the poor fellow, perhaps because of the unhappiness in her own heart. It is only from the depths of our own sorrows that we learn to feel for that of others. As Quimby and Clemented, both Natty and Sin looked surprised and curious, but Quimby, so excited now that his usual nervous bashfulness was forgotten, said immediately, uh, 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 beg pardon, I'm sure, for calling so late, but my business will not wait, and I wanted to claim as witness he and Sin, so as to make no mistake now. Then, turning to the astonished Natty, he went on, Natty, uh, uh, my feelings for you have long been of, of adoration. No, please hear me, as she made a gesture to interrupt. Tonight in this room I, I addressed another, Celeste. He... I... Here he groaned, but recovered himself and went on. In the dark, you know, with words intended for you. I want to know now what, had I not been so deceived, you would have said. But what difference can he make now? asked Natty, hesitating and wishing to spare him as he paused for a reply. Every difference, said Quimby wildly. I beg you to, to answer me truly in order that I may know what course to take. Then since you wish, replied Natty with a pitying glance, I will tell you that as a friend, I think very highly of you, and always shall. But that is all. Then come on, Celeste, exclaimed Quimby in a burst of despair. She, she says she loves me, and I might get used to it in time. All but her teeth he added in his strict honesty. To those I never can. Sin felt a mischievous desire to hint that time might relieve him of his objection, but restrained herself and said, But you can explain the matter to her, you know. 
Just what I have been telling him, said Clem. No woman would force herself on a man under such circumstances. She would. I feel it, answered the unconvinced Quimby. Miss Rogers, Natty, I, I thank you. I shall always remember you as something unattainable and dear, and hope some deep more worthy may be to you what I would have been if I could. But I, I was born to make mistakes, you know, and I, I am used to it, and ought to be thankful it was not Miss Kling. I am very, very sorry, murmured Natty, and Clem saw there were tears in her eyes. Moral. Never make love in the dark, said Sin, looking with solemn warning at Clem. Be sure that all, all the gas in the room is lighted, if ever you propose, added Quimby miserably to his friend. I will remember, said Clem, glancing at Natty. There are worse mistakes made in the dark than on the wire, it seems. Far, far worse, groaned Quimby as Natty hastily turned her head aside. Now, really, Quimby, urged Sin seriously, do be sensible. Do not be foolish enough to marry a woman you do not want, because you cannot have the one you do. But Quimby, with the fear of old fishplate, and a breach of promise suit, and a dread of explanations in his mind, moreover, having firmly decided that a little more or less of misery did not matter, could not be persuaded to take any steps himself or allow them to be taken to free himself from the result of his latest mistake. Therefore it came about, to the surprise of those not in the secret, and the unconcealed exultation of one of the parties immediately concerned, that the engagement of Quimby and Celeste was announced. <laughs>